Hi, everyone. Welcome to Waste 360's Nothing Wasted podcast. On every episode, we invite the most interesting people in waste, recycling, and organics to sit down with us and chat candidly about their thoughts, their work, this unique industry, and so much more. So thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Liz Bothwell from Waste360, and I have JD Embody, founder and CEO of Everest Labs. Welcome, JD, and thanks for being on the show today. Hi, Liz. Thanks for having me. So I'd love to hear more about your journey to founding Everest Labs and what you did before and what made you think of such an entrepreneurial venture. Yeah. So, you know, my background is uh, chemical engineering and AI, and I spent about 17 years in the world of, uh, you know, ad tech, marketing technologies, commercializing um, advertising products, uh, worked with the likes of Google, uh, world's largest holding companies and such, right? So spent a lot of time with uh, Fortune 1000 brands. Um, so I took that experience and um, applied towards understanding, you know, what is going on in the world of waste management and recycling um, because I was challenged by my wife to solve some real problems um, uh, while pointing out to waste on a holiday in India. So that was the beginning of my journey in 2017, reading every book I can get my hand on, um, every article about the economics of waste, the recycling, how all of this ties together and all that. So. You know, fast forward, here we are. We have a growing company that's uh, solving real problems for the uh, recycling industry. Great. Well, we thank your wife for the inspo. That's fabulous. Definitely. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your technology. I read that Everest Labs is helping MRFs recover, say, two to four times more than the manual process and at a rate that's three to four times cheaper. How how do you guys do this? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, what, what we have done really well is um, we first and foremost worked on our software, you know, making sure that the AI software can actually understand what is happening in the MRF. So with that software layer figured out, um, we then applied uh, to automation. Automation in this context of how can we uh, help the MRF operators use robotics in conjunction with their existing labor or um, fill the spots where labor doesn't exist to performing um, high-speed sorting. Uh, because we um, were at first a software company and then a hardware component to it, uh, our um, we bought economies of scale to the uh, solutions. As a result, our um, recovery rates are very high. Like confirmed recovery rates by the robots are very high when compared to other solutions. And at the same time, you know, robots are you know inexpensive when compared to manual sorters, irrespective of wherever in the country, wherever they are in the country. 
Um, so MARF operators are saving a lot of money on labor costs. Uh, MARF operators are actually getting two to four X higher recovery where the recovery is guaranteed in the contract. Uh, not picks per minute, but pick success per minute is guaranteed by Everest in the contracts. As a result, when compared to humans, they are seeing two to four X higher pick success and MARFA operators are very satisfied. Oh, that's good. You have that, uh, that guarantee. Now, I, I saw that you opened a robot operations center as well. How, does, how is that helping the MRFs? That helps the MRFs by uh, us being a, another eyes and ears on the ground remotely to understand what is happening with our software, what is happening with our robots, um, where we do uh, take preventive steps remotely as needed, or we call the MRF operators and say, hey, um, X, Y, and Z manager, um, uh, somebody forgot to close the cage. Can you go shut, uh, shut the cage properly? Uh, somebody shut off air to the robot uh, by mistake. Can you turn on the air? Or your suction cup wore off. Can you go replace it? Um, so it, it's really important for Everest that we want the MRF operator to know that they do not have robots in the plant. What I mean by that is we want the robotics solutions to be so seamless that they forget about it. They're working as expected or better. If there is an issue, there is a, a so somebody available proactively to, to tell them to go fix it uh, so that the MARF operator can take care of it because their primary job is not babysitting robots. Their job is running their plant, taking more material, processing more material, increasing the recovery rates of recyclables. So that was a big miss we saw in industry where other companies put in robots, but there was no monitoring, no proactive um, monitoring and resolution of, of problems. So we fixed that and MARF operators love it. Uh, you know, they, they, they just call us and say, hey, I love this because I never have to worry about your robots. Oh, I'm sure that adds that extra peace of mind as well. And so how are you making this tech I know you've spoken about demystifying the tech for the industry. How are you doing that? Because I know I've been in the industry about 10 years and technology has really moved um, the needle with efficiencies and um, ROI. How, how are you bringing that to the industry in a way that is simple? It, it, it's really... It's really simple for us. What we try to do or what we're doing is we break down the technology into understandable uh, pieces of information, okay? One of the most um, you know, challenging things I have seen in the industry, not just in, in recycling, but any other industry is people glorify tech so much that they think the other person across the table uh, does not need to know all the specifics or not, uh, uh, doesn't have an engineering background to grasp the details. I, throughout my career, disagreed with that statement. You know, if I can explain the tech in simple words to a four-year-old 
and explain them to understand the concepts of it, then I can do that really well across to any person in the industry. So, you know, what we do is we show the MARFA operators how the AI is doing. We show the MARFA operators how AI works. We show the MARFA operator what the data is telling. We walk them through how to uh, process the information. You know, Liz, keep in mind, all these MARFA operators, the brilliant operators with various degrees of um, engineering background, uh, running complex plants, these guys are superhumans. Now, these guys also, or gals, they, are, they also use smartphones, they use iPads, they know tech. So if they can use an iPhone or an Android phone, or they can check their bank accounts online or stock uh, apps, they can absolutely figure out what is happening in their MRF using Everest AI, because we simplified information in such a way that it can be processed um, and you can act on it in a quick uh, second or a quick minute. You don't need PhDs to figure out what is happening. You just need uh, ability to look at graphs and charts and interpret data. Um, so to summarize, we, we, we broke it down into simple bits and bite-sized information that empowers MARFA operators to take the right decision at any given moment of time, whether it's losses to the landfill, whether it's equipment downtime, uptime, whether it's missed opportunities by the robot because something is happening upstream or downstream or something is happening with the robot, you name it, we made it extremely easy to use. Well, that's great. And I think that's when you can really meet the masses when you're able to do that. Because like you said, these are brilliant people, but they also have other KPIs and other goals for themselves. So to, to simplify this, I think would be important. That's exactly right. You know, uh, you know, as an outsider, I, I, I knew nothing about a MRF. I, I did not know what MRF was in 2017 in, in full transparency. Uh, you know, I, I had no idea what these things were. And when I went to these MRFs, I was like stunned by the level of complexity, level of uh, infrastructure, and how critical all this was. And then I also learned how all these plants were running, um, you know, running uh, extensively fast, but also running uh, blind in the sense that they didn't have any actionable information at their fingertips other than what came in, what went out, but they were missing the key pieces of the puzzle on a daily, hourly, minute by minute basis. So we went about solving that and, and enabling MARFA operators to get a 360 degree view on everything that is happening. That is why Everest is wildly successful with MARFA operators because because we are enabling them to run their plants digitally uh, at their desk rather than um, on a reactive basis. That's great. And speaking of, of the data, um, are you doing anything on the aggregate with your data? Are you seeing trends or other nuggets worth sharing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are, we are seeing extraordinary amount of uh, uh, data around consumption patterns, uh, brand consumption patterns, um, 
uh, in a geographic area consumption patterns, geographic area wide, um, how the certain types of MRFs are, how much money they're losing to the landfill, how much they're not losing to the landfill, how much they're recovering, how much they're not recovering, uptimes, downtimes, um, the usual suspects of um, of why there are why the MRF is losing a lot of materials to in the back end, um, and data is showing, uh, acting as a check engine light, where the data uh, is, you know, giving MRF operators warnings ahead of ahead of uh, system wide breakdowns, for example, like jams in the shoots or discs being worn out, screens being shot, all that information. Um, uh, we're seeing and all those trends we are seeing um, across the spectrum. Um, you know, we can quantify it down to the types of materials and how many billions we are losing to the landfill. Uh, we can narrow it down to a specific geographic area um, and empower the MARFA operator to uh, do a great job. Uh, and at the end of the day, Liz, MARF is a massive data engine. They are producing trillions of bits and bytes of information every single month. It is he who harnesses the data will be a winner, not he who puts in more equipment in the plant. It is the data that drives the MRF, that drives the MRFs to increase recovery and profits, not just you know, shoving a, you know, optical solder or a robot for the sake of it. Right, that makes sense. And, and speaking of specific MRFs, um, how's your partnership with Sims going in, in Brooklyn? Really well. Um, we I, I can't get into uh, too many details, uh, but Sims has been a, an amazing partner uh, for us. Um, we have four robots live there. Uh, we have a uh, few more to go in the Brooklyn plant, and uh, we are expanding into other locations in the Sims ecosystem in a systematic fashion. Um, you know, Sims, as, as you know, part of a circular um, a services company, closed loop. Um, you know, we are, we, yeah, we are delighted to partner with Sims. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, what I want to um, highlight here is, is Sims gave us unique challenges um, and we excelled at those, uh, solving those problems for them. And Sims saw why we chose what we chose, and Sims saw that we are um, exceeding our expectations, their expectations on what we said, what we are doing, uh, or at a minimum, we are meeting them. Um, as a result, they are, you know, as far as I know, they're pleasantly happy and, you know, expanding the partnership with us. Oh, that's good to hear. I keep meaning to go down there and tour it. Um, not too far, and I still haven't done it. So maybe you'll inspire me to go this year. Oh, you have to go. Yeah, you have to go check out the robots on the inclined conveyor. Uh, you know, sorting um, recyclables. I, th I think it's probably um, North America's, if not the world's first um, installation of um, of robots on inclined conveyor in a recycling plant, um, uh, recovering recyclables. That was a massive engineering mathematical problem for us. You know, we never did it before, and we excelled it all because of an extraordinary software. Um, and 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 Sims, you know, would would be delighted to give you tours, 
uh, and be featured uh, um, uh, you know, as needed. Great, thank you. I will let you know if I make my way down there. So JD, tell me how this experience compares to the work you've done before. It's like night and day. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like night and day. I treated my suits to a hard hat and a vest. Uh, and uh, I treated boardrooms to uh, Murph lunchrooms. Uh, and I love it. And, you know, I, this is the most fulfilling career I had uh, building the company. Because, you know, we're solving a real problem. Um in the society. MRF operators are the unsung heroes of recycling. And I truly mean it because these guys are constantly um, firefighting in the sense that they have to deal with municipalities, deal with uh, packaging being all over the place, poor recycling habits, processing, equipment breakdowns, fires, labor shortages. And this is critical infrastructure. Think about it, Liz. If the MARF is not doing a great job, it doesn't matter what you and I recycle. It ends up in the landfill. And we have to make the MARFs better. We don't need more MARFs in America for the sake of it. We need more better MARFs running on uh, information technologies that enable them to process more and recover more. Uh, so to that extent, you know, I'm having fun. I'm loving it. And, and keep in mind, you know, I'm not dissing on my previous career. I, I loved it. That's the career that helped me to be what I am today. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, and then some of, you know, actually most of the learnings from that career actually are going into what I'm building here because, you know, you know, a case in point, you know, Google is not, a, it has not become a trillion dollar company by, by keeping everything complex. They simplified the marketing technology solutions from the, for the likes of Procter & Gamble to all the way to the likes of a pizza shop and empowered them with data, actionable information to run their programs with Google. And thus Google became a wildly successful company. Google demystified everything with data, information, actionable information. That's why customers are spending billions with them because Google is showing them the ROI. So we are applying exactly similar thought process to the world of MRFs and recycling and waste management to say, it, you know, they need to quantify every opportunity quantify everything and take a decision set on what makes it what makes the plant better you know whether it's adding more uh, equipment more optical sorters more staff more robots more ai cameras or or whatever it may be so that is the journey we have uh, we have embarked on and uh, and you know I, I have nothing but respect for murf operators uh, they're humble hard working uh, people and, and I'm loving it. I'm so glad, and I love the Google analogy. And to you, to your point, it's such a grassroots-oriented group of people and such a wonderful, close-knit community. What has surprised you the most since you've ha you've come in with such a, an open eye and new perspective? 
how everybody were willing to help help share their insights and how they were willing to uh, learn um, or understand how to uh, adapt to new modern technologies such as ai and robotics um so you know like like i said i cannot be here today everest cannot be here today as a company if we did not get the help from the marfa operators who really cared about solving their problems but who but who never really had good audience to entrepreneurs like myself and others who are trying to solve these problems and when i showed up and asked questions and you know probably some of them are actually most of them are basic questions are really dumb questions they didn't throw me out they actually said you know what you know you have this experience let me tell you my problems now help me out yeah uh, that that has been priceless for us oh it's true and and it is it's as it's as friendly as as an industry can be even within um competitors i love that about it oh absolutely so jd do you see any other applications or opportunities for you guys to expand will you be getting into other types of recycling yeah absolutely you know uh, so we're looking into other adjacency markets like cnd uh, electronics recycling scrap and uh, and other uh, subcategories if you will uh, battery recycling is is on our radar as well um Uh, you know for us the primary focus is single stream recycling uh morphs and you know that that itself is a huge market without any clear winners there are less than 600 robots worldwide list we spent a decade trying to uh, uh automate morphs with robotics and ai there barely 600 robots worldwide so we have not even scratched the surface yeah it's almost like your mile 1 of a mile 26 of a marathon mm-hmm. so that's why you know there's huge opportunity in front of us uh, i can see ourselves integrating into the big build outs by you know uh, the system integrators because we 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 want to collaborate with everybody yeah we are not going to build murfs in north america ourselves um you know or even europe we have no interest in building murfs or even mini murfs or secondary plants we want to make sure these murfs uh, you know brownfield or greenfield projects are running really well using ai uh, working in conjunction with every other piece of equipment in the murf um so you know so direct yeah so yeah we are excited to go deeper into the murf at the same time tackle new verticals uh, that we see are strategic for us okay great well we will watch and uh, excited to see what else you come up with yeah thank you thank you um, i'm uh, you know i couldn't be more happier uh, about uh, how far we have come uh, you know how do we keep, you know could we have grown more 10x more yeah we could have but you know we are learning a lot and we're enjoying working with our customers and partners and you know we we are thankful for them to be open minded and and trying new technologies and 
And and then they're seeing results. That's the most important thing. They're seeing the results that we're promising. Um, and, you know, we are making good on our promises. And if we're not, we, we admit where we are falling short and why and, and provide a meaningful corrective solution. Um, so that's what, uh, you know, I think MARFA operators appreciate about Everest is a very, um, you know, MARF-friendly partner versus a transactional equipment seller. Makes sense. And you're you're partnering with them, right? You're you're all figuring this out as you go in terms of improving, and um, I'm sure with your AI as well. Um, how are you making sure that your data sets are big enough and um, broad enough to keep the AI learning and with the brands and all of the different uh, types of materials that are coming through the waste stream? So, you know, as a company, we do not discard any data. Um, you know, we, we you know, you know uh, like I said, even though we started commercializing, uh, uh, I would say, uh, seven quarters, uh, for the past seven quarters, uh, and R&D for the past uh, previous three years, we have collected billions of data points. For the amount of cameras, vision systems we have in the market, we probably have the most robust data sets, as far as we know, than competition. Uh, so this data set is constantly evolving, and our core algorithms are constantly getting better. And you know they are not, you know, they're not being shared, you know, uh, across customers. Um, you know, for example, we don't use. Uh, the same algorithms we use for Republic on, you know, for waste or vice versa, because you need to have a church and state on proprietary information uh, and all that. Um, and same thing with brands. You know, brands are very picky about their data and competitive intelligence is, is critical. And I've dealt with that in the my previous career. So we, we are, um, you know, constantly updating our models the core AI algorithms, core engine algorithms, and then we are localizing the algorithms to specific MRFs that are unique only to them. And that also updates very, very frequently based on the system-wide changes, material distribution changes, you name it. Makes sense. And so this is not your first rodeo, JD. So what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs? Just do it. Get into it. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves. Cold call. Get into the MRF. Talk to talk to them. You know. I, you know. I think I think my advice would be listen to the customer first, and and then you know start building, start solving critical problems. Uh, take their input, but come up with your own thesis on how you would solve it, and stick to it. And if you have to course correct, go course correct. Uh, but but start with listening to the customer, especially in the world of recycling, uh, because they have so much institutional knowledge that people like me would never have that. So if you're a, a, an entrepreneur trying to break into the world of recycling, I would start by doing the legwork of visiting MRFs uh, and then work backwards about what skills you would bring to solve these problems. That's great advice. And then I have a 
a question for you because of your background. What do you think about chat GPT right now? You know what? I got to tell you, uh, you know, uh, chat GPT for all the noise, it's not solving any real world problems. Right. Okay. It's not helping with decarbonization. It's not helping with climate change. It's not helping with increasing recovery. So as a result, it doesn't matter. It's just noise for me. You know, for me, it's like, okay, uh, chat GPT, okay, it's a new shiny new object. Everybody's gung-ho about it. Show me the commercialization. Show me results, you know. Would I use chat GPT in my technologies? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't see the use case. Uh-huh. Well, I love that perspective. Yeah, thank you. You know, it's, it's the latest buzzword, you know. Exactly. Let's look at if chat GPT is still on the radar six months from now. Right, exactly. All right, well, thanks for sharing that. And is there anything else you want to share that I didn't ask you about? Yeah, uh, first of all, I just want to thank the industry um, publications like yourself, as well as the MARFA operators who have given us the opportunity to work with them. Um, you know, and, and, so, and also the partners we are partnering with. Uh, you know, we are in this together. We are a very neutral company who is truly, uh, our goal is to advance the world of recycling, uh, the MRFs. You know, uh, I think to that extent, um, we are keen on learning what problems that they would like to be solved. And, you know, we continue to innovate, out-innovate, and, um and uh, we are approachable, collaborative company. Um, you know, Google did not become Google by being a closed uh, company by not talking to customers and not engaging them at the grassroots level. I've seen it. I've seen it from Google's five million dollars in revenue to uh, to billions in revenue to, till today. So, so, so we are taking uh, some of the. Um, you know, playbook of Google and collaborating with customers extensively to make, you know, recycling operations uh, exponentially better this decade than what we were doing last decade. Okay, love that. Love that. And I, it, it's obvious how collaborative you are as a company and as a founder. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, um, I, yeah, we we and we are looking forward to f- learning feedback from uh, everyone, including the media, including um, the governments, including uh, municipalities. You name it, uh, because we are, we all are in this together. You know, we have to decarbonize packaging. There's no way out of it. Right. It's true, and it's the only way forward. So thanks for the work you're doing. Thank you. Well, it's been so nice getting to know you better, and I look forward to to watching Everest and seeing what else is on the horizon for you. Yeah, thank you, Liz. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of uh, uh, cool things to announce this year. We're super excited. Uh, and uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun uh, uh, year and decade. We are, we are fired up. Good. Awesome. Well, we will keep in touch, and, and thank you again. Yeah, thanks for your time. 